0: Hey, friends, welcome to Episode 97.
1: Welcome to the Know,
0: Like, and Trust show with Brittany Gardner, the podcast where we explore the world of personal branding and how to build your know, like, and trust factor up for ultimate business success. And now here's your host, Brittany Gardner. All right, today I'm going to be interviewing Marietta Gentles Crawford. She is a personal branding expert with a special emphasis in using LinkedIn. And I had her on the show because I've been wanting to talk about how to use linkedin as a platform not only for you know typical business networking this isn't about you know getting the next corporate job but how entrepreneurs could be using it i feel like it's something that we've kind of looked over in the past and there's incredible power there just waiting for us so marietta's going to be weighing in on that we might be throwing a little shade at some of the linkedin experts out there and the advice that they are giving And she definitely has a zinger of a quote right at the end about how she doesn't look at people as leads. She looks at them as someone she wants to help and how that is really what shapes her strategy. But first, Marietta is a personal brand strategist, writer, and speaker. She helps small business owners build magnetic brands and leverage LinkedIn to attract clients, media opportunities, and speaking engagements so they can grow their business with ease. All right, on to our interview. All right, Marietta, I'm so excited for you to be on the No Like and Trust show today. Thank you, Brittany, for having
1: me. I am too.
0: So I know that we're going to be digging into some LinkedIn stuff in just a minute. But first, I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about you and how you came
1: to knowing so much about LinkedIn. Oh, wonderful. So I am a writer and personal brand strategist and my specialty for helping business owners, you know, increase their online visibility is LinkedIn. Like that's my main platform. And I have been on LinkedIn from the very beginning days from when I was in corporate and looking for for jobs, whether it was consulting or full-time employment. And I actually started my side business and, you know, using LinkedIn as my main marketing tool writing. And then as my business evolved and my brand evolved it has been an amazing platform for me to write attract clients meet amazing people who refer me and who i support and likewise so that's where It just became my passion to show other people that are interested in building their personal brands and reaching their people, how they can use this platform because it's so underrated. And a lot of times it's just a matter of understanding like, okay, why should I be on it and how do I use it? So that's what motivates me to just sing all the praises of LinkedIn and help others find their success and their people there too.
0: So I know the last time I did a round of market research with my audience, one of the things I got back in varying wordings of it was basically like, it's just too much. I can't be in all the places. So
1: what would you say to someone who's feeling like that? I totally agree, right? I think you know, for any social media strategy to work and any marketing strategy to work, you do need to find at least one or two platforms that you can commit to. Because if you're all over the place, you're not gonna be able to spend the time and energy to get that return on your investment and your time, right? So one of the things I say, if you know, you're know you interested in being on LinkedIn and using it as an important part of your marketing or your way to connect with your audience, then you know it's a matter of really understanding that maybe there is uh, another platform that you're not going to use as much to help with that time. Or maybe you're saying, okay, you know what, this is something that I want to use, but perhaps I'm not ready yet because right now I prefer to be on Instagram, or on Facebook, or whatever the case may be. So for those who are just like I cannot be everywhere at once I agree you shouldn't be for those who are saying you know what I'm on x platform and I'm not really feeling it and I know my people are on LinkedIn then I would say take that time to invest in your social media activity in LinkedIn for at least 30 to 60 days and see where that takes you when you commit to it
0: That's perfect. Because one of the things I get a little bit irked about in the online space is people saying, yes, you have to do this. And I love the way you just said, if you're going to do it, give it at least 30 to 60 days, because you need a defined time period, right? Like you need to know what you're doing, have a way to test it, and then have a way to actually look at the results saying I started on x date, I'm ending on y date, was this worth it?
1: Exactly, Brittany, because that's the thing. Like if you're using any platform sporadically, it's really hard to gauge whether or not it's the right platform for you. And one of the things is like, you know, if your people or your target audience is not there, then you don't need to be there or you're not getting engagement. Like, for example, I haven't had a Facebook page. Um, I had a, bi- a business Facebook page for a while and I wasn't getting any real engagement there. I wasn't really... There was nothing really going on and I deleted it because I said, you know what? <laughs> Why am I spending time reposting things or doing anything there where that's where, you know, I'm not getting any audience, any clients from there. So I think with with you know, it's okay to decide that I want to dedicate my time to a specific platform. And for those who are LinkedIn curious, you know, I don't think that there's a magic solution. I know a lot of people like to say like, oh, easy is one, two, three, you don't have to do anything. No, you do have have to put some work into it. You don't have to be on it all day. But to give it a fair try, you do really need to, you know, commit to showing up on the platform, because that's how you're going to get the results that people talk about or that you may hear someone else talk about.
0: So I have in the past done like a LinkedIn like five day challenge. And it gave me what I would call a good enough like idea of how LinkedIn works. You know, I have my profile set up. And, you know, I, I know how to find more connections that are the kinds of people I want to connect with. But, but that is like the beginning and end of my LinkedIn knowledge. So once I have my platform set up, because you can, most people can find out, you know, the basics on how to do that today. What should I be doing next? If I want to start, you know, next week, you know, Monday and say, I'm going to start my six week or eight week test on LinkedIn,
1: what do I do? Oh, I love this question. Okay. So the first thing I would say is look at who's in your network, right? Because chances are, if you really haven't been using LinkedIn and you're a business owner, chances are the last time when you really started using or you set up your profile, maybe what, five, six, seven years ago or in the 90s. I'm I'm kidding. (laughs) Maybe. Um, (laughs) But like, you know, chances are a lot of people in your network are probably not your clients, your potential clients or your target audience. They're probably old co-workers, old managers, people that you work with. So, you know, if you're posting things and you decide, OK, after your five day challenge or after you say you're going to commit to LinkedIn and you're posting and you're like, well, no one's really... You know, checking out my posts, it could be because you need to nurture your network. So that could be the first thing. So, like, just taking an assessment of who is in your current network and seeing how you can, who do you want to attract, and making sure these people obviously are on LinkedIn. And then it's a matter of once you determine that, okay, I need to turn my network over because I really don't want to care what my boss, my old boss, is doing. I want to find, you know, um, women course creators or service-based entrepreneurs, whoever your target audience is, then your key is to now start putting out content that's going to attract them and using hashtags and following hashtags that are going to get those people to your post or where you can comment on those type of posts so that you have that visibility to that person. And the more you start sharing content and attracting people that are you know, your target audience, the more you can reach out to them, or they'll reach out to you. And that's how you start changing your network to now having people who anytime you post, it's like crickets to like, oh, okay, there's someone that I that you may have engaged with on a comment before and you start really getting to turn your your network around to people that are interested in what you have to say.
0: So I know with other social media platforms, like, you know, they each have their own kind of idiosyncrasies, shall we say, on how to connect with people. You know, with Instagram, it's, you know, following like a niche hashtag and then connecting with people in the DMs with Facebook. You know, it's it's largely still very Facebook groups based. What's the different thing in LinkedIn that someone should be doing?
1: Well, the first thing that I will stress and I've stressed for years is to send a personalized invitation. There's a lot of LinkedIn folks who will say, oh, you know, there's no need to send a personalized invitation. Just send it over to them. It doesn't really matter. And I absolutely disagree. So let me actually take a step back. So when you're connecting with someone Obviously, maybe you see their profile, maybe you search for them or they came up as a person that you may know and you say, oh, this is someone who seems like a, you know, interesting person to have in my network, a potential client or whatever the case may be. So it's easy to press that connect button, right? And they're going to get an invitation saying, hey, Brittany wants to connect with you. Do you accept or do you want to ignore? However, there is also the option to add a personalized note and For many reasons, and sometimes depending on whether you're using LinkedIn on your desktop or on your phone, which many people do, you may not always see that option to add a personalized note. But I do think it's very important because when people are getting all of these connection requests. They want to know, especially like someone like me who really believes in building a quality network. I want to know that you're interested in connecting more than just adding a number. So I always say take the time to send a personalized invite. It doesn't have to be a book. It doesn't have to be like a love story, but it can be something as simple as looking at their profile and saying, hey, I live in Oregon too, or I noticed that you've done a great TED talk. I would love to do one one day, or I'm really impressed with your background. It'd be a pleasure to connect. Something like that will make a difference between someone accepting your invitation or just ignoring it because they think, oh gosh, this person just wants to sell to me and I'm not interested. I don't know this person. So that would be my first step to take the time to be strategic with who you reach out to, but also personalize that invitation.
0: All right. So now that I've reached out to some people who I think will make great connections, either for networking reasons or actually client reasons, I've you know found some sort of commonality to talk about in the message. You already mentioned putting out client attracting content. Do I just continue with that? Like, how does it all
1: come together? Okay, good. So... One thing I'll also say, which is also just something that to keep in mind, when you do connect with people who are potentially clients, this is not the opportunity to sell on the first invitation. Like, you know, a lot of times, you know, people may say, okay, this is a potential client. They step and say, hi, you know, I'm glad to connect with you. I thought you may want to know about my mastermind that I have that's going to be open up in next week. And that's... For some people who just met you, that cold outreach is just not something that is going to be, is where you're going to get a high return. Uh, You may look out. It could be a numbers game where someone happens to be interested. But if they don't know you, right? And I I love, I love, love the name of your podcast because I always talk about the no like, trust factor. And if you just met someone and just is like, hey, do you want life insurance? You're going to be like, um, no, not from you, buddy. So definitely I wouldn't sell on the first approach. But here's the other side of connecting on LinkedIn, right? So we talked about reaching out to someone and sending an invitation. But I want to also focus on what you said, which was a good point, as far as sharing quality content. The good thing about that is that as you build the your presence on the platform and you share quality content, people are going to comment on it. Right. So a lot of times from there, you'll have someone reaching out to you uh, because they really enjoyed your article. Right. Or they want to know about your services because they they've been watching you. You've been on there they keep on seeing your information. They looked you up and they're like, hey, I went to your website or, you know, I'm interested. So the way that you continue to have these relationships is to continue the conversation right so there's one aspect where we talk about reaching out to people and then the other aspect which is an easier one to you know for for us where we want is people reaching out to us so the best way to do that is to continue the conversation so if someone is commenting on your your article you know thank them ask them another a follow-up question or if you're not connected with them reach out to them and say, thank you so much for, you know, engaging in my recent post. I would love to, you know, connect with you and keep that conversation going.
0: I love that because for me, at least as a casual user on LinkedIn, if I do take the time to comment on someone's post, it is because I'm highly engaged.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And there's often a missed opportunity. Anytime that someone comments on one of my articles, especially when they leave like a thoughtful comment, you know, I will look at their profile. And if I see that they're, you know, we have mutual connections, or I see that this is someone that Could you know benefit from my content, or I would love to benefit from theirs, and they're a quality person? I'm immediately going to reach out to them and say, Thank you so much, you know, for commenting. And that now is going to add somebody into my network or into your network that you know is engaged. Because one of the things, too, is that like you can have. You know, this large, large network, but if it's not filled with people who are engaged or who will potentially, you know, reach out to you or want to go to your website or want to download your free offer, then that's not going to give you the return you're looking for either.
0: So, when you're talking about that, something comes to mind. Well, two things I should say. So, you know, someone in my husband's position who's, you know, in sales and engineering, you know, the how many connections you have in your network has a very different life use, I guess you might say, than someone like me as a business owner. Because what you just said definitely struck a chord with me. You know, having a huge number of connections is, is largely a vanity network if they're not engaged, if they're not likely to move forward in some way with me.
1: Oh, absolutely! I have a small network, and I've, brought, and I, I, you know, I mean, I guess it depends, right? It's in the network, the size of the network is in the eye of the beholder. I have about maybe thirty-five hundred now, and to some people that may be like, "Oh my goodness, wow, you're a superstar," and to some people that may be like, "Oh, that's nothing." But my network is very, very targeted, very engaged, and from my small network, I've actually been able to, you know really have people who follow my work, who sign up for my mailing list, who p- who have become clients. You know, my favorite is um, a speaking engagement that I got just for someone who found me. And It was with a global tech company and she was looking for a brand strategist. She found me, she reached out to me. And from there, I I got a $5,000 half day gig where I was able to promote my book and reach um, these people just by being there. So at that point, it didn't matter whether I had 120K or both of these numbers, it mattered that my presence was enough to attract someone who was looking for someone just like me. So I would definitely say that to not focus on the size of your network, focus on the quality of the people who are there.
0: So then the second thing that came to mind when you were talking about that is whether the quality of your network needs pruning. And the reason i asking this question is because, you know, it's fairly known that when your email list engagement or open rates start dropping, it might be time to prune your list. Either run an reengagement campaign or just you know, hey, you haven't opened an email in six months. You know, sayonara, you're gone. Right, right. How does that translate, or does it even translate to LinkedIn? Is this something to worry about?
1: No, I wouldn't worry about those folks because you know what the reality is that they're not going to engage anyway. So definitely a good correlation to email and open rates, but when it comes to LinkedIn, I wouldn't invest the time to prune unless they pop up you know, this is someone you connected with in 2012 and all of a sudden they popped up and you see this content from them that's hideous and you're just like, oh my goodness, I don't know why I accepted this person, but I don't want them in my network. Then you could, you know, remove them. It's better to invest your time to get those good people in your network um, because it's not really going to mean anything for those who are just not engaged in any way. Awesome.
0: Yeah, I wasn't sure. I really had no clue what you're going to say there.
1: (laughs) No, and that's a good question. But you know what, you never know. Because that random person who has never, you never engaged with, one day may actually look at one of your posts and just like, like it. And maybe someone in their network sees that because they looked and saw that that person, you know, Jennifer liked it and now says, oh, who's this Brittany person? I want to follow her. And you may get a person just out of that ran- random, I was going to call them rando person. But, you know, so it definitely, <laughs> it definitely doesn't hurt to have them. But I would be mindful. I've had a couple of incidents where maybe there's people that start you know, popping up in my network and their content and, you know, things that they're saying is not anything that I want to be associated with. And by them popping back up again, it just says to me, okay, you know, I I don't really want to be connected with you. And I'll remove them. But I wouldn't actively do it.
0: I have a feeling I know what your answer to this is going to be. But someone recently connected with me vaguely in the photography field, which is kind of where I came from before moving into the brand strategy field myself. And, he reached out and he's like, Oh, I help people do photographic business consults. We're going to schedule a time to talk. And I was like, first of all, way aggressive, buddy, like, (laughs) not cool. Second of all, I don't primarily focus on photography. I still do some brand photos for clients. But mostly I focus on brand strategy. At this point, I did I said, Hey, I do brand photography, but it's not the primary focus of my business. It's brand strategy. And what do you know? The guy has someone on his team call me like later that oh, day. Oh,
1: whoa! So
0: I already know what you're gonna say here, but yes, obviously that is like the what not to do on LinkedIn. Actually, it's the what not to do in any world, honestly. But you know,
1: where did people like that get the idea that these things were gonna work? Oh goodness, I this okay? This really gets under my skin. Probably another LinkedIn expert, honestly. <laughs> I hate <to> <laughs> I hate to say this. It's like someone is going around saying that this is, because you know what it is also, there's companies that, you know, because LinkedIn is this thing now where people are saying it's powerful, this is where you need to be. You have many people who are LinkedIn experts, right? And many people who are going to come from different, you know, schools of how do you attract clients, how do you you know, get leads. And for those who are maybe using companies, you know, or using a third party person or using a system, like this has been an aggressive approach, or it could just be that person. And it's so funny that you said that, because that really gets under my skin. And I would definitely not encourage just with all of us, if we have email lists, right, you cannot just add someone to your email is right like you need someone needs to opt in and says hey i want to hear from you marietta and not me just finding your email address on linkedin or your number Brittany. that's crazy and calling you and that's just not going to be a way that you're going to see results and you're not going to give a good opinion but here's the thing and here's an important thing that you mentioned this person didn't even do their research right they're telling you about something that you didn't do and i literally it's so funny that you mentioned this i literally had someone i noticed that she looked at my profile. I'm very aware of like who looked at my profile. And I noticed that she looked at it a couple of times, but didn't connect. And I got an email in my spam this week, or maybe late last week. And it was, I recognized the name and this person was saying, hi, you know, I can, are you looking to be in the media and I can help you, you know, get, you know, featured in the media. And I mean, there's been a lot of those lately. Yeah. And but my thing is, like, if literally I'm I'm not even saying this to brag, my headline says, as seen in Business Insider, I've been in Business (laughs) Insider, I've been in Forbes, I've been in money, I'm in the media, I write for the media. So it was like, you're not even doing research to come to someone like me with the expertise that I have saying that you can help me do something that I not only have done for myself, but I do for my clients. So it, it really just looks Bad, but it is an approach that you know, some people do, just like I said, just like some people will say, Hey, I tell my clients not to send a personalized invite. Some people may say, Hey, you know what? If you have their content information, add them to your newsletter, reach out to them. But I highly, highly discourage that because that's not how you're going to make any type of genuine connection that's going to convert into a potential client.
0: I love that you, first of all, called out the supposed LinkedIn experts, but also gave props because, you know, there are different people out there who just have different theories. And we just need to respect that that's how it's going to be, too.
1: Exactly. And, and, And that's what I say. It's like different schools and different, you know, you know, there's a lot of people that talk about LinkedIn and their their relationship with LinkedIn and how they talk about it depends on their own personal experience. I talk about LinkedIn more from a branding and human to human level, because that's how I built my business. That's how I've benefited from the platform. And that's what feels comfortable for me. Like a lot of times, I, you know, some people say, oh, how to get leads on LinkedIn, how to, you know, you know, collect leads on LinkedIn. And those, those are just not words that I use because I don't look at people as leads. I look at them as someone who I want to help, who I know I can help if you're you're my my people and, you know, someone maybe I just want to connect with who we can support each other as colleagues. So it's just a different school of thought, depending on what you're going to connect to as far as your own goals and where someone is coming from
0: awesome well if somebody is listening to this episode right now and they're already like oh marietta has the way of working i want to know more about what would be the next steps to work with you
1: well definitely go to my website which i I believe you have will have listed we'll have it in the show notes yep (laughs) yes so i you know visit my website learn more about me and then also if you're if you've decided like okay you know what after this I'm I'm interested in giving it a, a try and right now I'm ashamed of my profile I probably need to dust all the cobwebs off I one of the things I offer is a very entry level way and fun way for people to get comfortable or you know leverage LinkedIn is a course that I have that is called the LinkedIn level up and really it's a personal branding writing course that is it's really tangible. It's my step-by-step process of how to do it yourself. Exactly what you need to have a profile that's magnetic, that is strategic, right? Because at the end of the day, we're business owners and we're not there to just, you know, spend time. We're there to, you know, establish our authority, find people, connect people, bring them off the platform and onto our own mailing list. So it's my intro course that will help anyone interested in learning just why they should be on LinkedIn, and also how they can write their profile themselves if they're looking to do that and leverage LinkedIn better.
0: Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Marietta. Oh, this is it's
1: so quick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, I know. I, I really appreciate that you were able to like dig in and give us some nitty gritty on doing this because I said to you guys at the beginning that I know just enough about LinkedIn to be dangerous and we need a real expert on here to tell the audience what to be doing.
1: (laughs) I love it. I so enjoyed this and I really hope that if anything, anyone listening will, you know, see that it doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be, you know, this thing that they spend all their time on, but if they, if they nurture it and, you know, make sure that their presence and their profile reflects their, their brand and the people they want to attract, there is a, lot of possibility, and it can really be a lucrative brand building platform. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: Well, once again, thank you so much to Marietta. This was a fascinating discussion. I love some of the quotes that she dropped on us. I know I gave you guys a teaser in the intro, but really, she cut to the heart of what personal branding is, not just on LinkedIn, but on social media in general. If you are struggling with how to convey your brand's message on LinkedIn or other social media platforms, if you know what you want to say, you're just not sure how to write the posts, how to show up, I encourage you to go check out Social Post Formulas, my new very entry-level program. It's only $27. You can find it at socialpostformulas.com. In there, I give you the formulas for doing a feed post for something such as a post on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram, lives, stories, blog posts, even podcast episodes like this one, how to format them, how to outline them so that they convert clients for you and really move the needle in your business. Once again, Social Post Formulas is now available so you can really make your social media work for your business.